Welcome to Artists of New England. This is a podcast created to inspire you on your journey of artistic expression. Whether you are a career artist, a teacher, an emerging artist, or hobbyist, you can learn and gain support from your peers. We will explore the symbiotic relationship between these groups, lending insight and empathy towards each other. We will discover the where, when, why, and how of the creative process of artists living and working in New England, with occasional bonus interviews with gallery owners, collectors of fine art, and art historians. Perhaps today's show will bring you the aha moment you've been waiting for. Hello and welcome to Artists of New England with your host, Laura Casanari-King. I'm here today with Jeannie Pierce from Townsend, Mass., who has just driven up, thank you for driving up to Portsmouth, on this beautiful sunny day after yet another New England storm. How was the ride? was fine. Uneventful. And Uneventful. Nice. Just how we like it. Yes. So um, tell us a little bit. I always like to find out a bit about your background from the earliest things you can remember from your, your childhood um, creative, creativity-wise. What... Uh, what do you remember doing? Well, the first thing I remember doing, which is kind of interesting because I'm returning to it oh, this month. I love it. Um, the first thing I remember doing was painting photo, not photos, well, tracing yeah. pictures of birds out of my mother's field guides oh, yeah. and painting them. And, of course, all the relatives raved and told me how yeah. wonderful I was. <laughs> I was nine years old. Of course. And, you know, so I kept painting more and more birds. Sure, sure. And, I mean, that's what I'm, I'm starting a series of bird paintings. Oh, lovely. So, so I'm kind of excited about that. Can't but I just feel like them. I'm going way back to my beginnings. Yeah. And, um, and did, did you say you painted them? Was I painted them with watercolor. Watercolors. Wow. Mm -hmm. nice. On paper, you know, it's like a kid yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, I'm sure they were horrible. But, <laughs> Do you yeah. have any of them? Don't no. you know? No. no. Isn't that funny when you think about that? I have stacks of things. So I can claim kids. that they were masterpieces. That's right. They no longer exist. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite sure they were. <laughs> Seeing your work today. So have you always been a New Englander? No, I have not. No? Okay. I grew up in New Jersey, ah, suburb okay. of New York City. Yes. Um, you know, with a whole lot of other post-war people who moved out of the yeah. cities. Yeah. That, that yeah. was my parents. Yeah. And, um... Then moved to New England in 1982. Okay. Nice. It's a beautiful place, all of it, isn't it? Yeah, I love it here. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about your decision to, did you study art in college? I did. You did. So at what point through maybe junior high, high school, when did you come to that well, I always kind of knew and thought that I wanted to be an artist. Oh, yeah. And um, I initially went to, but I didn't come from a wealthy background, so mm -hmm. I knew that I would have to make a living. Mm -hmm. So I initially enrolled in Syracuse University as an art education major. Okay. And um, found the education courses to be less than inspiring, <laughs> shall we say. Yeah. Whereas Syracuse had an excellent art history department. Oh. So I switched my major to art history oh. thinking, oh, I can get those education credits. You know, I'll go yeah. to a state school and do that yeah. there yeah. and not pay a whole lot of money for it. Sure. 
So I got my degree in, it was a dual major, art history slash studio arts, because, you know, I wanted to have the preparation and the knowledge of different studio arts so I could teach. Yeah. And um, graduated, um, moved back to New Jersey, and never did go back to school for those teaching credits, Mm -hmm. you know, ended Mm -hmm. up working in, oh, I tried to sell real estate for a while then I worked in market research Mm -hmm. and um, then eventually I moved to New England okay and was in the floral business for a number of years what um, was your favorite medium back in college did you I always loved oil paint did you you know I was um when did you first get exposed to them not until I was probably I want to say maybe around 20 years old. Okay. Yeah. I was um, still living in New Jersey because I didn't go directly to college. I need I needed to yeah. save money. Uh-huh. Sure. So I worked in a supermarket yeah. saving money. But at night I took art lessons from a local oh. artist who actually turned out to be an inspiration to me. Nice. Um, his name was Albin Albert. Mm-hmm. And he had studied with Frank Dumond, who mm. um, a lot of people are familiar with him. He's, you know back in the day but he um you know and his students you know sort of a descendant like you can you can look at somebody's palette and know that uh-huh. they oh that yep it came from him <laughs> um and he got me hooked on plain air painting oh so all the while I was in college I was you know like every school vacation yeah. and you know whenever and what were they I, calling it <laughs> were they calling it plein air Oh, we, we just said we'd go paint outside. I, I mean, know, we right? knew that it was called yeah. plain air, but yeah, it was, it was yeah, it was a really long time ago. And I, like, not a lot of people were it doing it. catchy. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't a movement exactly. then. It was just, Wow, you know, so you got right in. I love so it. So we'd go out and paint. And eventually, um, I met through my teacher, another one of his students who was John Osborne. Mm-hmm. And John's still working and teaching in New Jersey and, you know. He's fairly well known. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so that's how I got started in so oil those painting. Those were your inspirations. Yeah, those were my yeah. inspirations. So, when you were in the floral business for those years, were you still painting? Yeah, I always painted mm-hmm. like on the side, yeah. you know, in addition to whatever I was doing to actually make money. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, it's, you know. And this was before uh, maybe the um, big internet boom and. And oh yeah, yourself yeah. This there. was still. Did yeah. you ever consider taking your work to galleries at those in those years? I didn't. I didn't feel like I. I didn't feel like I was good enough. Okay. And I didn't feel like I had the volume of work that oh, I would need yeah. to to do that. Yeah, that's important, isn't it? So. Mm. Okay, so keep going. Then at what time? What'd you do after that? Well, I moved up to the Boston area mm-hmm. um, because my husband lived here. He was not yet my husband. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, he lived in Boston and I lived in New Jersey and we were having this long distance relationship. And, mm-hmm. you know, when it came time to decide, well, do we want to like <laughs> live together in New Jersey or do we want to live together in the Boston area? And it was kind of a no brainer. <laughs> you know, I said, no, I'm ready to get out of New Jersey. <laughs> I'll move. <laughs> yeah. So we moved up here and you know, eventually got married and. Yeah. 
Then we moved. We lived on Cape Cod for a few years, which mm-hmm. was lovely. That's when, um, oh yeah, you know, that's where my kids were born. Oh, nice. And um, then moved up to the Townsend area. Yeah, and you were still painting. Yeah, oh, although I will say, from the time that my children were born till they were maybe, you know, young teenagers, yeah. middle school age, sure. I was really much more. Mm. There, there was not very much time devoted to painting. Yeah, and it's hard to keep them out of the oils, I would think. Yeah, what what that's when I started doing pastels. Oh, because. You okay. could leave a pastel yeah. undone and, you know, not have, the cleanup was easy. Yeah, someone else was, I just recently interviewed did the same thing. Yeah. Interesting. I can't remember who that was. Maybe P- Patricia Gordon. Yeah, sure. yeah, you didn't have like, yeah. you know, paintbrushes to clean that you mm-hmm. only got to use for 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. you know, stuff like that. Oh, so, goodness. Was, so, okay, great. So at what point did you, did you ever... Um, pursue galleries down around the Cape? Were you feeling confident then? No, I was barely painting. Oh, you really? really. Oh, you so know, that was when my kids were little. I see. Um, okay. So at what point did you start expanding your career as an artist? Really? And feeling I, I confident, would, calling yourself Really? I would artist. say, um, you know, when my kids were like middle school age, I went back to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked at a company that made furniture and employed a bunch of artists to Ah. paint the furniture wow so i painted many many lighthouses on furniture you will not ever see me paint a lighthouse (laughs) on a painting because again been there done that (laughs) um how interesting though so i did that for a few years um and it was it was fun because i got to meet i some of my best friends I met. Was that on the Cape there. or in Tennessee? No, it was in Gobstown, New Hampshire. Gobstown. Okay. So it was it when we moved, after we moved from the Cape, we moved to Townsend. Uh-huh. And that's. Did they have a coastal theme going or was Yeah, it, they did. did a lot they? of their accounts were in, you know, like on the Cape yeah. or the main coast. Nice. Um, you know. Wow. That's you know, wooden trays and you know, yeah. small furniture items mostly. I love it. So that was kind of fun. So at what point, maybe a, maybe this is a double-edged question, but at what point did you feel I'm a professional artist and can go out and represent myself to galleries? I'm, you know, I would say that's really recent because yeah. from the furniture painting gig, mm-hmm. I did that for a couple of years, and you really, it was piecework. So you got paid, you know, $40 for painting a bureau or whatever. And um, I wasn't making a whole lot of money. And my kids were approaching college age. And I thought, you know, I got to get like a real job that pays me real money. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I finally went back and got my teaching certification. So I went through a program where I could, it was a hands-on program. Oh, that I got my teaching certification through. You actually taught, you know, under a mentor teacher for a year while taking courses. So it was like a really intense year yeah. of study. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end of it all, and of course you have to take the state exams. Right. Um, you get certified to teach. So okay. I became certified to teach art mm-hmm. and was 
in retrospect, so fortunate that I actually got a job doing it. Really? Oh, yeah. It's hard to get a job as an art teacher. Okay. If you think about it, most schools have maybe one art teacher. Well, that's true. And, you know, yeah. like seven, yeah. eight, nine math teachers. Yeah. So, you know, just numerically, the odds are better if you're yeah. not, <laughs> you know. So what ages were you teaching? I taught middle school. Oh, nice. So kids from fifth grade to eighth grade. Yeah. So and, um, transitional years, right? They, did, did, oh, did yeah. You, like the did you have a hard time getting them to so loosen different up? than the eighth graders. Yeah. Um, I mean, did you have like one curriculum for fifth grade and a different oh, whole definitely way of different. teaching to the eighth oh, graders? sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, you know, the thing that's cool about being an art teacher in this day and age, and I'm, it's probably getting less and less so, is that you can develop your own curriculum. I mean, if you enjoy doing that, yeah. which I did, yeah. Um, you know, so that, you know, you're nice. teaching the fifth graders obviously way differently, but you have a continuum mm. because you do teach every kid in the school. Yeah. Um, and you have a continuum that builds on nice. what they learned the year before. Nice. Whereas, you know, I see English teachers, math teachers, man, some yeah. of them, it's just now they're, you're yeah. handed this curriculum and yeah. it's like, you do this and you teach it this way. And uh -huh. whereas, you know. And here's the test you better, so they better pass. <laughs> exactly. Whereas, you know, being yeah. in the arts, it's sort of a double-edged sword. You're sort mm -hmm. of left alone, which is great. Nice. But on the other hand, you don't get as much respect as the other teachers do. Because you're not a real teacher. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so, you know, uh, pluses and minuses. Yeah. So I did that for 12 years. Nice. And then I retired just um, a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And, like, now I feel like I'm really coming into my own finally. Yeah. Because it's the first, really, first time that I've been able to develop, I mean, devote full-time yeah. to pursuing art right so you know i have a studio space that i go to like four days a week yeah. i teach one day a week adults oh nice um, and you know pa is your studio space it's out of your home no your no home? it's in a separate building i have to okay drive to it i couldn't work at home i'm not one of those people <laughs> i know and my husband can work at home and ignore uh, yeah, everything yeah. i think yeah i think Whereas I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I just, too many distractions. I know. I hear you. <laughs> I think as women, we're taught that that house is your job. I know. Yeah. And even though you well, I think fight just in, that, gen in general, just... and it's a broad generalization, but I think that as women, we tend to care <laughs> what it looks like ourselves, you know, mm -hmm. whereas the, the, the men can somewhat, and obviously a generalization, mm -hmm. can overlook a lot more than yeah. And we can. I do need a clean space to work, or I can't focus. You know, I have to yeah. have that. So that's nice. I myself am really looking to get something out of the home. So, um, when people would ask you through the years, what do you do? Did you ever start? When did you start saying I'm an artist, as opposed to I'm an art teacher? Probably not till the last few years. Really, that's yeah. it. That is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because as a violin teacher, which is my primary job, I don't do as much playing out in public or gigging or playing with the symphony. I had to step down, but um, I have I've 
I always just say I'm a violin teacher, not I'm a violinist, you know, and I and just putting on that word artist for myself, of course, has been really difficult to to kind of say. I think after I finally had sold some paintings, I said, oh, maybe I am. <laughs> maybe I can call myself an artist now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, artist in training. But yeah, it's an interesting yeah. mental thing. It is. It's a through. real psychological struggle, yeah. I think. Yeah. And, um, because and I think at heart and in your soul, you're always an artist. Yeah. And probably always have been. You know, that's so true. I look back and um, people say, when did you start drawing or painting? Well, it wasn't until you know four or five years ago. But I look back and I did, I sewed so many clothes for my daughters, especially the matching dresses, you know, a mm -hmm. few for my sons until they reached a certain <laughs> age. They said, oh, no, mom, not wearing those. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> and, uh, you know, then the knitting and, and all these things. And those are, they're artistic. You know, I just didn't see it as such at oh, the right. time. And my sister was and, and still is a phenomenal artist. And so, you know, I was the musician. She was the artist. But. Yeah, it is a psychological thing to to put to put on wear. So let's talk then. Nice. Tell us about um, your your process. How do you start a painting? And where do you find your inspiration for your painting? Oh, my main inspiration is this beautiful world we yeah. live in. I loved reading your website. I definitely. I mean, I just. You know, like we were talking about yeah. being near the ocean uh, um, and just being yeah, there. I know. And it's just so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, different lighting conditions. That's another another little mini series I'm working on right now. There's this place. I walk my dog every day. Uh -huh. And there's this farm field that we walk by every day. And it looks so different yeah. depending on... Uh. The time uh -huh. of day, yeah. where the sun is, how much snow is there, yeah. is it foggy? So I'm starting to take a series of pictures, and it's actually kind of funny because my dog knows that we're going to stop there. <laughs> and um, he's been real good about it. I love it. He <laughs> waits to do his thing for that spot. <laughs> yeah. Well, he knows he's going to get a little cookie so that, you know, and I'll tell him oh, to wait, funny. and he does. I love it. And, um, so what do you do? You take some photographs. So I, I'm building right now a photo archive. I've done okay. one little painting, and mm. I'm just, you know, want to do a series of the same place. Yeah. Which I mean, I know that's been done before. Monet did it. You know, yeah. like everybody's done it. Yeah. But no, everybody hasn't. <laughs> I think it's fascinating. I do too. And I think it takes a lot of um, consistency and, and and energy. And it's gonna be well. There's it's small. They're all small. Yeah. Um, but. You know, it's. I think it'll be fun. Mm. Are you plein air painting there at all? Probably not, not. because I'm taking these shots from the road. So. Oh, <laughs> no. I gotcha. Yeah, don't paint yeah. on the side of the road. I did see a painter on the side of the road. Sam Voki. I'll just say his name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like about five months ago, I was I love riding stuff. down to the beach, and I, I looked over and I said, oh, my gosh. And I had just met him the week before, so it was so funny. But, yeah, I don't know that I could paint on the side of the I've done it, but mm. it has to be somewhere where you can at least not be in the road. <laughs> right. And, right. And this place where I'm, yeah. you know, it's, it's yeah. a narrow road and you have to stand in the road to get these pictures. So yeah. So these are, are small studies and then mm -hmm. will you do some yeah. larger ones? That's to be determined. You know so how what it goes, determines you know, it? Yeah. What, what makes you say, wow, I'm doing this one big? 
I think that if you feel like it has potential to mm. be big and yeah. if there's enough to number one interest me yeah. in something that's going to take a whole lot longer to do. Right. And, um, you know, if you think it looks like, you know, I don't know. just mm. So the little ones, will you sell those? Sure. Yeah. I'll pretty much sell anything. <laughs> Good for you because your work I'm really, I'm, I'm not one of those artists who... Mm -hmm has paintings that she won't sell. Yeah. Like, somebody you wants know, because it. like you yeah. get so many of them, they really pile up. They do. <laughs> they do. So. Don't they? Yeah. They sure do. So, um, okay. So how do you start? Do you, um, put in values first or sketch? Yeah. Or? I usually start with values. Yeah. Um, well, actually I shouldn't say that. I'll start with a sketch. Mm -hmm. I sketch and paint. You know, okay, with, yeah. with a brush, not with a pencil or charcoal. Yeah. And um, depending, if I'm doing a big work or something that I think is going to be more, I don't know the word I'm looking for here, not so much more detailed, but more that I need a stronger framework underneath. Like some things mm. are looser and you can just sort of dive right in a la prima and yeah. just paint. Yeah. And if I'm painting outdoors, that's pretty much how I'll paint because okay. you got to be fast. Sure. But for studio works, I, I will sometimes do an underpainting, you know, mm -hmm. value study yeah. where I've done, you know, you know, you just get pretty much everything laid out in black and white. Right. Or I use for an umber, but mm -hmm. same idea. Yep. And, um, and if it works. And then, then you know, start applying color and doing mm -hmm. some layering. So it depends. Yeah. Good. Different processes. Yeah. And how do you know it's done? What do you say? Wow. It's never done. <laughs> do on. you rework though and rework though? Sometimes. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes, you know, there's that rare painting that it's just like you look at it and it's like, yeah, that's done. Yeah. But I would say probably 90% of what I do is like, I always think it, it could be better. It, well, even the ones that, are done could be better, but, um, <laughs> you know, like there's always something and, yeah. you know, my studio mate, Karen, yeah. she says, it's not done till it's overworked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I think we're all guilty. Of that. Yeah. You just tend to pick and pick and, and pick. Do you, and do you ever feel, cause, cause I have a fine line where I call it the stroke of death. <laughs> Thankfully, I can wipe away most of the bad ones if I do layers, right? So um, do you ever find that you might actually ruin something by going too far? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've done it. And, and I could show you some. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any help for re resuscitating it? Sometimes. Or do you just kind of Sometimes like they're just live and learn. better off. Like, yeah. You know, Thanks it was for a, the learning. It was a learning experience. Yeah. I had um, my very first large painting largest two by three for me and the very first one was so awful so so awful i i could not get it to, i wrestled it and wrestled it for like three months i'd put it away i'd pull it out i was so determined to make it work and it just wasn't it wasn't happening there was no signs of life so i, I let it go and i just left it and came back six months later and painted over it in a fit of rage with just I had mixed up some umber and some French ultramarine put on a dark layer it ended up 
um, I turned it, it was, a, it was a, a vertical painting that was so bad of Mount Washington. And it ended up being a gorgeous seascape because I just, I didn't know what it was going to be. I just started painting one night and um, started out with an ocean and then this, that, and the other, and then pulled a photo out of my um, archives that it somewhat was heading towards. <laughs> so it was the most reverse thing I've ever done <laughs> in my life. And it came out to be, I've had so many people tell me that's your best painting. So yeah, you, you just, never know. You don't know. You yeah. just don't know. But to know, I know what's under there. <laughs> and you know what it took to get there. Too. Yeah. And they say sometimes, you know, oh, save those old ones. There'll be a record of, you know, how far you've come. Oh, no, we are not saving that one. <laughs> Some you just can't. I'll tell you that I think probably the most valuable thing I've learned in painting, and it fortunately happened quite a long time ago, uh, was... I had the good fortune when my husband and I were first married. Mm -hmm. um, I took a year off from work. At the time, I was working in the floral business mm -hmm. you know, as a florist and um, devoted time to painting for mm -hmm. a year. This mm -hmm. was back in 1985. Oh. So it was a long time ago. And and I knew it was, it was going to just be a year because, yeah. you know, we were not in a situation where we we're going to be able to just like do that all the time. Yeah. And um, so I, there was, I had a lot of pressure on myself and I, I, after a couple of months, I just was so frustrated and really upset because nothing was coming. Out of me. <laughs> and oh no, I had, and, and I think in my mind, I expected that I should be able to just yeah. paint all the time and every painting would be great. Yeah. And I kind of, I don't know how I did this, but I kind of took three steps backwards mm -hmm. and sort of talked to myself. And I said, you know what? It's all just practice. Mm -hmm. Took off and the pressure. When I, when I started viewing yeah. what I do, every painting is practice. Yeah. And you might learn some, you will learn something from it. Yeah. You might come out with something good. You might get a winner. But you might not. But nothing's a loser because you learned from it. Right. And it's all just practice. And then you've just joined the, then, realm, the realm of doctors and lawyers. Exactly. Right. right. <laughs> I never even thought of that. Why do we have a hard time with that? <laughs> and, um, and once I developed that mindset, mm. everything was so much easier. Remember, I'm not going to say that I don't still sometimes pressure on myself yeah. and expect more than I'm capable of because right. I think you have to yeah um I know but it just really really helped yeah I, I agree with that that sometimes you just have to lose the expectation I I don't like I don't do commissions I just can't handle the stress and the pressure <laughs> I did one for my son and it was for his boss it was a picture of in Montana, some mountains, and it was just so, um, there was no pressure, and there was no expectation, because, you know, the boss didn't know it was coming, it was a surprise, and who knows what mountain it was, <laughs> could have been anything, in fact, the name of the painting was A Mountain in Montana, <laughs> and that was fun, but I could never, I don't think, you know, I don't think I could ever really just go with, because that would be yeah, a Yeah, because you're, you're dealing with 
not only your own expectations, somebody mm. else's expectations. Yeah, because I think for me, even though I use photo references, I use them very loosely. Um, and I, I try to let what I'm feeling about the painting emerge and not follow strict, here's what I'm trying to copy, I guess. So, okay, what defines success for you? It's hard to say. Um, I think I would have to say I want to see improvement mm -hmm. and I want to keep seeing improvement like mm -hmm. I want to just keep getting better mm -hmm. and for me that's going to be success nice. I mean you know it would it might not be society's terms of success you know mm -hmm. I may not be a rich and famous artist mm -hmm. um, but if I just keep getting better yeah forward yeah I like that so you said you have some a future series of birds mm -hmm. and are these photos you've taken I started with photos that I've taken ah. um but I don't have very many yeah. that are <laughs> <They're hard. laughs> painting worthy. However, I have a friend oh. who was recently posting a lot of gorgeous pictures of birds nice. on Facebook. So I contacted her and ah. asked her if I could use some of her photos for reference. And she graciously has agreed to let me do that. Wonderful. So I'm going to be using a lot of her stuff. And, mm. you know, I still have a couple of mm -hmm. my own, mm -hmm. but... And are these going to be a small or a large series, the size of each one? I'm thinking more on the smaller side. Mm. And I mean, that's, it's twofold. I think that birds are a more intimate subject. Mm. Um, you know, especially a lot of these are songbirds. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the first one I did was a cardinal. Mm. Um, the second one's going to be a robin. Mm -hmm. So... To me, that's more of an intimate kind of a subject. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't want to see a giant robin right. coming at painting. You. <laughs> no, just, are you <laughs> you know, it's just to me that's it just really doesn't, doesn't lend it's too uh, too Alfred Hitchcock. Oh my um, gosh. It just doesn't lend yeah. itself to me to large. I can see yeah. There's a couple. She has one reference that I'm really sort of drooling over. It's mm. a great blue heron oh. at Plum Island, now, which you know I love size. to paint Plum Island. Yes. That could be a big one. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Nice. And then, you know, and being, sometimes I think, you know, there's just a little bit of ADD too. You know, I mean, something else may come along. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know, I'll end up with three birds and then I'm there moving on to something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So do you paint them in their natural yeah. Are you paint, putting that in the painting? Yeah. Mm. Oh, lovely. Oh, I can't wait to see so, Really nice. Well, you will because they, they'll end up here. At the yes, gallery. they'll be here I at mean, the series gallery. Yeah. Hopefully in time for spring. Yes. Get busy. Mm. So um, how do you utilize social media? Do you find it um, help or Probably hindrance? not as effectively as I could. <laughs> <laughs> um I just, I, I post on Instagram. Oh, okay. So, you know, I have. Well, I don't know. I'll have to look you up. I didn't know. So you're on Instagram. Okay. And, um, Is it what, Jeannie Pierce? It's, oh, goodness. I think it's Jean Pierce Art 
or Jean's here, Spine Art. I'm not exactly I sure. I love asking artists this question about both their websites and their Instagram. I do know my website. They usually don't know. My website know. <laughs> is JeanPierceFineArt.com. Okay, good. But Jean Pierce the Instagram, I'm not exactly sure. People can and find you. You made me turn my phone off, so I can't. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, if you could spend the day with any artist, past or present, who would it be and what would you do? Wow. <laughs> so they don't have to be alive. They can yeah. be dead. Yeah. Oh, God. A feast. So much inspiration there. Yeah. Well, tell us um, a few of your favorites and then narrow it down to one for us and tell us what you would do. A few of my favorites. I mean, going back historically, I, you can't not love Rembrandt. Mm. I mean, just the light and yeah. the paint application and... Amazing. Yeah. Um, I just sat through a lecture down in Jekyll Island. We're on vacation. And lucky for us, there was a, at the Cultural Center, somebody giving a, a lecture on Rembrandt. It was very fascinating. So it's a good one. Yeah, he's, he's great. And, uh, you know, so many. Um, you know, Sargent, of course. Mm. Um, what's that other guy? Sorolla. He's amazing, too. Mm. Um <laughs> I loved Winslow Homer. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought his stuff was pretty great. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. Um, just so many. And I don't know who I would choose, <laughs> but I think I would choose a day that they were working in yeah. their studio and I would just watch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and see how they did what they did. Yeah. It's just. Too amazing. I know. Just to be a fly on the wall. All right. How about a little advice to artists who are sort of new to the trail? <laughs> One thing I will say is there is no set trail or any one way to go and do this thing. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. You know, it's just... Yeah. I think my biggest advice would be do it and do it as much as you can. Mm. I think if I regret anything in my life, it's like not doing enough art. Mm. I feel like even though at the time it seemed like it couldn't fit and there were valid reasons for mm -hmm. not always doing art, I, I still just feel like I should have done more. I should have done more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, if I had, if I knew what I was doing, maybe I could give advice. But <laughs> Jeez. Well, anyone who no, sees I your mean, work's gonna know you know what you're doing. It's just, and I, and I teach too, so yeah. you know, don't tell my students that I don't know what I'm doing. But um, <laughs> oh, funny. so we better not let them listen to this. That's pretty good. But um, no, it's you know, I mean, it's a journey. It's uh, just yeah. like, and that's the thing I love about it. Mm -hmm. It's like. You don't ever have to retire from being an artist yeah. because there is always more to learn. Yeah. And I think that you're never good enough. Mm. You know, no matter how good you are, and I think any artist would would say that, that you just can always be better. Yeah, And that can be a frustrating thing, but it's also a really wonderful thing because why mm. would you want to do something that you could master? Yeah. And 
then what do you do? Then you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's next? Because, I mean, it's so yeah. joyous to do this work. Why would you want to stop? Right. Yeah. Evolving and change and, and growth, I think, is so important and key. It's like the more, the more I learn, the more I obviously know that I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and that can be very humbling and frustrating. But I do think it's just a lifelong endeavor. Mm. It is. Okay, so your website is geniepiercefineart.com, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and then what galleries can your art be seen at? Well, this one here, Series Gallery in Portsmouth. Portsmouth, Okay, and we have a small gallery associated with our studio space mm -hmm. in Amherst. It's okay. called Gallery 46. Okay. Yes. And, um, you know, we're up on the second floor. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we display some of our paintings there, you know, right near our gallery space. I mean, our studio space. Nice. So, and that's uh, 46 Route 101A in Amherst, New okay. Hampshire. Great. So. Well, thank you again. It's been lovely. I always love to find out You're more welcome. about people and their journey. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you found inspiration from today's show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and share it with a friend or two on social media. Also, take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or share your takeaways from today's show on artistsofnewengland.com under today's episode. And while you're there, you'll find links to the topics mentioned in today's show. And don't forget to peruse the growing library of podcasts and resources. Thanks for listening. you got beauty to share with the world that no other human has. So get in the ring and pick up that brush.